Welcome back, everybody. We are here with another edition of the 4th and 3 podcast. Joined with me, as always, are my co-hosts. To my far right, I have Job Red. I'm present. I'm not as extremely far right, but I'm kind of far right. And then yeah. next right is going to be Andrelfio. Ready. Ready to go. Well, let's go. And we got a super exciting podcast for you today. Uh, we're going to be introducing two new segments that are going to be recurring throughout the following NFL season. Uh, we'll get a little bit of news in there. And then we also had our fantasy football draft, the one we do with all our friends, and where most of our fantasy football uh, advice is focused on. So we went through that. So we're going to talk a little bit about our draft teams, kind of where players fell, and uh, also the Jonathan Taylor thing, which we'll cover in news, but yeah. that affected a lot of fantasy football drafts, especially this guy right here. Uh, so without further ado, uh, go ahead, AJ. Uh, start with the news. Take All right, on. we're going to jump into it. Number one, Joe Burrow is back at practice. If anyone drafted him, this guy, it's great news. It is a calf injury, so still something that we're going to be watching out for, for the rest of the season, but good to see him back. I think it's important. Uh, Miles Gaskin did sign with the Vikings. Obviously, Alexander Madison's still there, uh, but something to watch out for. I know we've been high on Miles Gaskin in previous years. Cool to see him in, uh, in purple. Trey Lance, traded to the Cowboys. Sam Darnold does take the number two job. Brock Purdy is going to be their one. Uh, is this anything you guys want to talk about or think it's actually newsworthy? Not really. I didn't it either. could be uh, pre- Dax last year. I doubt it. Um, they still have Cooper Rush. Trey Lance, I think, is still going to be an absolute project. Um, in Dynasty, I'm about to drop him. I think he's droppable at this point, unless you're you know, really quarterback needy. Uh, but overall, we're not you know, on Trey Lance this year. Nor I, do, I do agree with Jared. I would be a little nervous if I was Dak. Just a little bit. Knowing that there might be a future plan type of a thing. That's true. Um, he couldn't beat out Sam Darnold, and he couldn't beat out Brock Purdy. Yeah, not this year. and Probably not next year, but, yeah. but never say never. At the end of the day, he's only ever played four meaningful games in the NFL. I don't think he's had enough experience. Preseason kind of sucks. So uh, we're going to see what happens for him. Not fantasy viable this year, obviously. Delvin Cook is going to be ready for week one, so he says. Absolutely. I think between him and Brees Hall, both he came out the womb ready. Pretty much. I'll say I think they're both going to take on probably like 12 carries apiece, maybe one or two catch a ball. They're going to take their time. I think they ease them both in. Uh, but still, good to have them back for week one. Justin Ross, important to me, did make the Chiefs 53-man active roster. Uh, been injured for two years, played at Clemson with Trevor Lawrence, was a monster. I think he'd be an absolute beast here. He's probably the largest one that they have so really good for him uh last news before we get to the john and colt thing the cardinals have not named a starting quarterback but let's be honest nobody cares because they're really bad all right biggest piece of news the colts did not trade jonathan taylor in addition to that he is now going to be on pup for the first four weeks of the season uh obviously trades did not happen Give me your thoughts. There's a lot to take in. Jonathan Taylor got screwed. The fans got screwed in Indianapolis. What are you guys' initial fantasy implication ideas? Nick, I want to hear your thoughts being an owner. 30 seconds. So I did draft him in fantasy. I think I got him in like the third round. I was stoked about that. Uh, He was projected 14 points in our standard league, so I thought that was great value. He he was actually the highest projected player on my team that wasn't a quarterback. So that was like, I was so pumped about that. Um, and then, honestly, I think Jim Irsay and the Colts just did him so dirty by keep, keeping him on the pup list. And I, that's entirely a middle finger type move. Um, he said he was ready to come back. He just wanted to get traded to another team. Didn't work out because they wanted Jalen Waddle straight up. And no one's going to do that. No one's going to trade a wide receiver for running back straight up, even if it is Jonathan Taylor's talent. He's not Adrian Peterson at the end of the day. Uh, so it's frustrating coming from a Jonathan Taylor owner. And if I'm in Jonathan Taylor's cap, camp or Taylor himself, I would not want to play another down for the Colts. I, I would just would th- that back injury would now be lingering throughout the entire season. 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. And I do think it's crazy and it's been talked about. Um, but he basically says, I want to be paid more. They're like, you're not worth that much. But now they want, you know, a king's ransom in a trade because he's that valuable. It makes no sense, but they have no leverage. So poor JT. Jared, your thoughts? I think it's good news for Anthony Richard holders. Uh, I think yes. he's going to get a lot more TDs than he would have if JT was playing. They're still going to be as a team worse without Jonathan Taylor on the field. So I think it's still going to hurt his progression. But again, as we know, and we talked about last week, I like Anthony Richardson. Uh, yeah, I ended up taking a flyer on him in uh, my family league uh, because I just missed out on all the good quarterbacks there. So Who'd you end up with? Um, I ended up with Anthony Richardson backing up um, Tua, I think. Okay. Neither one of those were quarterbacks that I wanted. It's just the way it fell to me. It's a 12-man league, and uh, I was drafting fifth. And we complained all last week about drafting fifth. So, I mean, that it is what it is. You're just kind of taking the best available option, and unfortunately um i got sniped at quarterback and tight end and um i even had to reach for madison being in a family vikings league because i knew that yeah. was coming and it totally was three other people in the league told me that i sniped them on it yeah. and that was a reach reach i mean i think i went 30 picks deep to get him because i knew i wasn't getting another running back coming back it's, it's a whole thing know your league know your league <clears throat> um, but nick very proud of you for drafting anthony richardson i said if your number one's not amazing take anthony richardson i love that you did it yeah i mean you did it because of I'm me. I'm not going to. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, right, yeah right. it's this guy. All right, next segment. Right. That was the news. All right, so this is going to. We're just going to kind of brief over this because uh, we still got another week before games actually start. Uh, so this is just going to be kind of the recurring themes or uh, segments. So at the beginning of the season, so um, I suppose next week we'll adjust this in case anything changes. Yeah. We're going to pick the top five teams, no particular order, that scare us for our teams to play. So, for example, Vikings have a pretty bad D-line. Um, and also their secondary, honestly, the defense in general is just like a little suspect, right? So for me, and of course the offensive line, we are, that was, that's our perennial problem with the Vikings. Yeah. I wish they'd fix that. O'Neal and Derisaw, awesome. Derisaw is great though. But yeah. that being said, so my number one team was actually the Eagles. <laughs> Fierce defensive line. That is just one team that I don't know if the Vikings will be able to get, you know, hurdle. I'm hoping that when we meet them in the playoffs that we actually don't and they get tossed the round before. Well, we'll see, though. Um, so, yes. So that will be the beginning of every quarter. So uh, we'll talk about this next week. And then the next time we'll bring that segment up will be after week four when we kind of have an idea of where some teams are sitting. Some teams will have injuries. Some players will have guys coming back like Jonathan Taylor, Ooh. right? So uh, so that's going to be one thing that's changing every month. This next segment is going to be a weekly segment where uh, we're going to be picking our top fantasy football players for the yes. following Sunday. So that means we can't pick any players from the primetime games in Thursday or Monday. So that being said, going into the first week, and again, this might change next week, my top five players for that Sunday are going to be Derrick Henry, Justin Jefferson, Lamar Jackson, Austin Eckler, and Diggsy. Henry is going to be fresh as a rock. I think they're going to give him a lot of totes. JJ is just the – he's number one right now. Yeah. Uh, Lamar Jackson is going to be fresh, playing off a brand-new contract. I guarantee that's a giant game. Eckler is also going to be fresh. And then with all the drama with Diggsy this offseason, he's locking in at my number five because I think he's probably going to be a 1 to 150 yards and then maybe two touchdowns. Very good. Jared, I'm going to jump you here if you don't mind. 
my top five. I'm actually going to start out with a tight end. It's Darren Waller. He's playing at home versus Dallas. Looked amazing in the preseason. Looks great in camp. I think he's absolutely going to wreck Dallas. Their linebackers are subpar. Uh, so I think it's going to be a great game for them. Probably still a high-scoring game. It's divisional. Uh, my next one is going to be Calvin Ridley. I played Jared. Jared has him. Uh, but playing against Indianapolis, I could replace him with Trevor Lawrence. Either way, amazing matchup for the Jags. Joe Mixon at Cleveland. They're just going to run all over him. Uh, and that's going to be an absolute Joe Mixon game. Going to play. They have nobody behind him. Going to be a great game for him. Uh, Bijan at home at Carolina. Maybe versus Carolina. So it's at home. I apologize. They're going to get Bijan the ball. And they're going to make sure Bijan scores a touchdown. Assume at least 70 rushing yards. Maybe a catch for 20 yards. And then a touchdown on top of it. Bijan is a lock. Uh, and then number one, Chris Olave. I love Chris Olave. I think they play Tennessee. Um, and they are going to just trounce him. So Chris Olave. Lock it in. I don't know if I'd say trounce, but yeah, yeah I think so. I, I'm, I'm with Nick. I think Lamar Jackson is probably the top pick for this week for myself. He's just playing Houston. Houston doesn't look great defensively wise or off. The yeah, whole team, the whole team, the, the whole really. team just doesn't yeah. look that great. Probably a survivor. Pool. I mean, probably if you're in the survivor pool, probably a pick that you want, probably a, a defense that you want as well um, against Houston. Next guy kind of a contrarian here i'm going sutton against the raiders as a lock of the week no jerry judy they're gonna throw the ball raiders secondary is asinine to say the least um i like sutton there i like tyreek against the chargers tyreek the freak high scoring game might be the highest scoring game of the week i like players that play in high scoring offenses especially when the defense has been subpar like the Chargers has. Yep. Um, I like Cup at, or versus Seattle. Really big fan of that. That is I, huge. I don't know any other. I mean, Van Jefferson's there. Higby's there. But other two, than two that, well. Cup coming off a fresh season. He's had many breakfasts with Stafford. I really like Cup. And then, of course, JJ. You can't not yeah. have him in the lock. I want to compliment your use of the word asinine. I also used that word earlier today in a completely different group chat referring to something else. Quite a coincidence because neither of us say that word very often. I so that's kind of weird. I thought he was going to swear. I thought he was going to let it go. And I was like, amazing catch. Great vocab. Good yeah. word of the day. No, that was a asinine. good word. Uh, and then the last uh, the last uh, segment, which we're not going to talk about right now because we got to get closer to the games, but it's going to be the fantasy football lock of the week. Slightly different than what we were just doing. Um, so last the last segment is our top uh, fantasy football players for the following Sunday overall. This one is going to be our lock of the week for a player outside of the top 10 in their position. So, the for twist. example, if you're picking a wide receiver, Tyreek Hill will probably be in the top 10 after week one. So Jalen Waddle will probably be outside the top 10. So he would be a candidate that you could pick. Does that cool. make sense? Yeah. Yep. So so that's going to be kind of how the, uh, the, the following football podcast, or at least the following episodes are coming out. Yeah. Uh, I want to get that recurring segment so that you guys know what you're looking forward to, and it's going to be good content for everybody else as well. Um, just in, hopefully we can grow our audience this year. Rock and roll. Uh, so that being said, let's jump into our fantasy football draft. So we did have it last Saturday. It was an awesome time. We had great food. Jared made fantastic uh, chicken strips. They were divine. They were good. Uh, ben came in clutch with these uh, little well, sliders as well. Yeah, they were spectacular. I'll say he was very nice and put bacon on mine. Not a bacon guy. Uh, but he did slather with onions. Very tasty, very juicy. Well done. Mm. And then we had a bunch of other people bring in or uh, side dishes and desserts, and it, it was all fantastic. We actually had a cake because it was Ben's birthday, and we did a pretty good number into that. Just kind of surprised. We we're did, not, yeah. We're not really a, a cake 
friend group. No, I did know. get a, I did get a little note written on there just to dedicate to our fantasy group. You know, a little crowd pal. But happy birthday, Ben. Yeah. So let's talk Nailed. about. Uh, so the first overall pick was, of course, Justin Jefferson. That was no surprise here. We're, we live in Minnesota. Uh, the person with that pick was a big Vikings fan. That was pretty much a no-brainer. AJ coming in at pick number two solidified Jamar Chase going number two, which was pretty much expected. I honestly thought you were maybe not going to go him. I thought you were probably going to go a running back for some reason. I was thinking um, about with it. With that Burrow injury. But apparently, and I don't know if we talked about this news, but Burrow's back practicing now. Yeah. Yep, back I, on track. Yeah, so that was really exciting. I really almost went Travis Kelsey here. Just looking at the depth at wide receiver, I was like, you know what? I can absolutely take uh, a you know a quarter or a running back or a tight end. I can come back and I can absolutely find value at wide receiver. Uh, but at the end of the day, Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase, and I'm not going to get too cute with that decision. I think he is, you know, quote unquote consensus number two overall pick. Um, but that's the one thing I've lacked in recent years. I always go running back, running back, or running back wide receiver, and then I have you know a good mix. But I I'd rather it was zero RB last year. No, I went running back real heavy. I had Saquon, Alvin Kamara, and Aaron Jones. And that did not turn out. No. So I essentially went zero running back this year. I wouldn't say zero running back necessarily. I didn't like, wait until the seventh round, but still coming out with Jamar here, I was very, very pumped. Nick, you had the next pick. Well, technically eighth overall. Who did you go with? Um, I went Cardinal Sin. That's probably why you're bringing this up. Not a cardinal sin, but a player that I've been knocking for the past, like, six years. And not for fantasy relevance, for real-life relevance. So I did go with Tyreek Hill. Uh, I thought he was the best available outside of Cooper Cup. But, again, I've also I've expressed my concerns about the injury with Cooper Cup, but not just Cooper Cup with Matthew Stafford. You're kind of battling two injuries there. So I figured I will go with Tyreek Hill because I feel like, bare minimum, he's probably a lock for 1,000 yards and, like, six or seven touchdowns. And the thing is, is those six or seven touchdowns, not all of them, but a couple of them are probably going to be – 50 plus yards and in this specific league we do have bonus, bonus points for long touchdowns so if you have a 40 plus yard touchdown you get an additional two points if you have a 50 yard touchdown you get an additional three points so the value is there i had to swoop in on him um and i'm not ashamed no i'll say i i think tyreek is an amazing pick right there i thought you'd go a little sooner but i thought so too i thought steve was gonna get him but then yeah, he went, uh, I thought for sure steve was gonna go yeah. on, but he went kelsey he, he went kelsey yep, yeah he which also him. is no surprise locked him at like, five yeah yeah, I, I had the 10th pick, so I had back-to-back, and I went running back heavy. I went Tony Pollard and Saquon, two best available. I was hoping Bijan would somehow follow me so I could get Pollard and Bijan. I would really nice. like that. Um, but Saquon, not a bad pick if he stays on the field. Fair enough. Nick, do you want to like run through the picks? Or you just want us to kind of say our teams and let them be the judge? Yeah, let's go through top 10. I'm just going to back up for a second here. Uh, so the first top 10 picks, it went J.J., Chase, Eckler, Henry, McCaffrey, Kelsey at 6, Bijan at 7, which was a little bit of a surprise to me um, that he was taken before yeah. uh, Tyreek, Chubb, and Saquon. I kind of thought Robinson would slip in and be the 10th overall pick, but, you know, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, uh, just the way that you were talking yeah. him down, I thought uh, – You were yeah, trying to sneak a, it in there. sneaky thing. Yeah. 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 So, um, so that didn't happen. That was a little bit of a surprise to me. Um, and then moving into round two – uh pollard went to first yep because yep. you're at a back-to-back pick so you, you you know sitting there with barkley and pollard that's a pretty darn good start aj brown went 12th overall um to connor connor, connor yep. yep sometimes it's hard to figure out who these names are 
Um, I come in with Stefan Diggs. I Heart Diggs lives again. So I'm super excited about that. And especially with all the off-season drama, I was surprised he didn't go in the top ten either. That was like, I thought he'd be the third wide receiver off the board. Um, but that being said, Cooper Cup came in right after that. CeeDee Lamb at five, Devontae at six, uh, Debo Samuel seventh, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown eighth in the second round, Garrett Wilson coming in at number nine to the Grumpy Pigeon people. Oh, love it. And then closing out round two was Joe Mixon uh, to Stevie. Any surprises outside of this, uh, you know, the round twos? Uh, still Cooper Cup going in the second round. I mean, obviously looking at it, people do go running back heavy. We're in a standard league. Um, but it was a really good mix, I think. Teams kind of stuck to their strategy. Nick, wide receiver, wide receiver. Jared, running back, running back. I also went wide receiver, wide receiver. Um, was that your guys' somewhat of a plan going into these first two rounds? Yeah, actually, Hill and Diggs. Now, again, that wasn't necessarily like what I wanted, but judging off where I was picking and where players were going, that is exactly who I thought I would be getting. So like sure. that was pretty cool in that sense. Um, and then, you know, snag in JT in the next round kind of solidified a running back for me. So I thought I was I was sitting pretty, pretty yeah. happy there. The, the hero running back news, strategy. Yeah, you, know? you just have that one guy to like really solidify that mm-hmm. running back group. And then you just kind of play RB2s as the season goes on. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Jared? Yeah, I I had the plan of going running back heavy, uh, especially at being on the 10th pick. I knew that I could get a group of wide receivers later. Uh, and w- that's what I did. Cool. I'll say honestly. Were you bummed that Chubb went ninth? I was. I was. Take him at 10 if he I was, was bummed that again. I wanted Bijan to fall to me, which in some of these mock drafts it it was happening. Yeah. Um, I wasn't necessarily displeased, like not you know kind of butthurt about Chubb not falling to me. But at the end of the day, I got Pollard. He was the main guy that oh. I really wanted. Um, and then Sa- Saquon was more of just a cherry on top, right? It's if he stays healthy. He's gonna have your eleven hundred yards, ten touchdown season like he does. Definitely. Um, but if he gets the injury proneness is always there. So it's like in the back of my head, not a player that I was necessarily aiming for because he's actually been going a lot earlier in a lot more drafts. Um, actually before like where Nick Chubb or Bijan would be going. Yeah. Uh so I I kind of went with the cards that were dealt. I wasn't gonna take AJ Brown there. I wasn't gonna take Stefan Diggs there. I wanted to have two really good RBs so I can focus on that third round coming back wide receiver pool, which I knew was pretty stacked. Yeah, and it definitely was. So just to clarify, if Chubb was there, would you have picked him over Barkley? I would have. Yeah, yeah. I probably would have too. Um that was actually I was I, I was surprised Hill kind of fell to me a little bit just because like yeah. we said, we thought Steve was gonna take him. Um and I knew there was a chance I'd get him. I was going to take Chubb there if Hill was not available. Yeah. That was going to be okay. my plan. Um, I thought, yeah, Chubb's going to have a great year. For ESPN to have him as like 12 ADP is absolutely crazy. So I did think Jared was, was going to get him. I did think you were going to scoop up Garrett Wilson on the way back. The fact he fell to me in the second round late, very, very late, um, I was ecstatic with. So to start with Jamar Chase and Garrett Wilson, I also planned to go wide receiver heavy. I was also super pumped. Yeah, I wanted to take Garrett Wilson, but with where I was drafting in the second, I just I felt like that was more of a reach than just going with Stephon Diggs. Sure. You know, and it's, yeah. I just didn't want to risk some because, you know, I believe the Jets or Aaron Rodgers are going to have a fantastic year. I really Agreed. do. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, that wasn't there last year in Green Bay. So uh, now, granted, I think Garrett Wilson was definitely on a different talent level than what Green Bay had at the end there. Um, obviously, when Devontae was there, it was yeah. a whole different story. Um, 
but I, I, I definitely just didn't want to risk it with Garrett Wilson because you just never know. And at the end of the day, the Jets are the Jets, and like weird things happen. They're like, they're like the, they're, some of those teams are just like that, you know. The Jets have bad luck. The Lions have the worst luck. Um, Vikings. The Vikings have horrible luck. It's unbelievable. Um, so you know, you just have. A, it's one of those second guessing type of picks, yeah. kind of like Saquon, right? That's fair. You're just gonna like, yeah. you know, it could go well, but do you want to risk it with where the value is? I do. You know, yeah, yeah. Not so, me. I was excited about it. Yeah, and I'm gonna take that all day. Um, all right, third round. Let's breeze through. Yeah. It. So moving into the third round, uh, we had a lot. We had a quarterback run, which was, in my opinion, reach. Um, the only one you could kind of argue was the first one off the board, and obviously it's Patrick Mahomes. Stevie took him. Um, I really think you probably shouldn't draft a quarterback until like at least the fifth round. Um, I would reach for Mahomes in the fourth, but we ended up having Mahomes go. In, uh, was a first overall Chris Olave? Yeah, yeah, you went Olave. Chris Olave, let's go. And then after Olave, uh, we Josh, had Josh Allen. Allen and Jalen Hurts right away. So. Yeah. Uh, in the third round, the first three of four picks were quarterbacks, uh, which definitely put pressure on people, I think, to reach for quarterbacks. Um, I don't think I reached for a quarterback. I drafted Fields a little bit later. Yep. Um, but just to me, those three quarterbacks are just – I just don't know why you would do that when you have players on the board like – I personally – so I'll, let me – I'm going to dive into Josh that. Josh Jacobs was there. Jonathan Taylor was there. Jalen Waddell, Calvin Ridley. Uh, you took Olave. Metcalf was there. I mean, there is a lot of big name players still. There was, but honestly, like I'm not a huge fan of that ter- territory. That's why I wanted to address uh, wide receiver when I did, because then I was going to probably go and try to grab like a Mark Andrews there, or I was going to take Jalen Hurts, and I would have felt really good with that coming out with two wide receivers, passing on everybody else, having those two really solid ones, then coming out with Jalen Hurts, and then addressing running back later. That was honestly going to be my plan until uh, Chris Olave fell to me there. Uh, at which point I was like, yes, I know Mahomes just came off the board. Uh, but honestly, this is where quarterbacks are going these days. I also think it's crazy. I've never been like an early drafter of QBs. I think this is one of the earliest I've ever done it in this league. And I think it was still the fifth. But I can see this pick if everything else is solidified and you don't like the talent here. I really didn't. I saw it outside of Chris Olave. I mean, I, I don't necessarily hate the, the QB in the third round just because of how the league has changed, right? It's like your QB, if he gets 24, 25 points a week and you have a substandard QB who gets 19 to 21, well, that that's your point difference of an entire tight end, which is an extra player. So, I mean, grabbing one of those top five, top three QBs in three, I don't hate you for it, but just be prepared that coming back to your pick – might become some slim pickings and you might have some holes going into the season. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Again, I think the only one justifiable was Mahomes because at least last year, and I don't know if this is true for standard, but definitely in a half point PPR, uh, Mahomes finished as the number one overall player. Did he? Uh, he did in he did in our sleeper league. Did he? So that's the only thing that would make sense. Like, okay. It's also six points per passing know. touchdown. And, so and that to Jared's, to, that, that is true as well. Uh, and to Jared's point, um, if you get one of those quarterbacks that pro- that's projected 24-25, okay, well, their real ceiling is 30 to 40 points. Yeah. Whereas you get those quarterbacks that are projected between, like, 17-19, their ceiling is, like, like, a great game is 25 points. That really does add up, especially when we play in a league like ours where we get some bonus points for long touchdowns. Yep. 100%. You know? so Which also makes quarterbacks like Tua, you know, sneaky because it's not like Tua has, like, a super awesome arm like, uh, you know, Mahomes or – 
um, Allen or whoever, yeah, right? Still, I mean, you still burn, but so. you get those seventy-yard touchdowns from Hill and Waddle. That adds up. Yeah, you know? yards after the catch. Yeah, it makes it perfect. I mean, Tua, I think finished as a seven quarterback last year, and that was missing games. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, it's at least in our league. Yeah. Uh, so that being said, uh, what what else we got? We still got to go through the end of the third round. Yep, going through the third. So in the fourth round, uh, that's when it was coming back. We had Amari Cooper go to Jared. Uh, Connor took Damian Pierce, which I wanted no part of Pierce. Yeah, I'm fine without I, that. No, thank you. That whole stay away from every single player on the Houston Texans. Just don't. Except for Tankdale, but that's like your last pick of the draft. Yeah, that's your last. That's a dart throw. Um, after that, I took Mark Andrews because Kelsey was gone, and I was like, hey, I'm not gonna play. <laughs> And this happened to me in my family league. Or I'm like, I'm not going to not get one of the top tight ends. You have to have one of the top tight ends if you truly want to be competitive in fantasy football. So I bit the bullet, bit the bullet and took Mark Andrews instead of going with Lamar Jackson, who I really, 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 really yeah. wanted to pick. Um, but I like my secondary quarterback, so I think that worked out. Yeah, I'll say I would have went Lamar had you – or no, Lamar – didn't fall to you there. So, yeah, never mind. Right, okay. right. Talk to myself. Um, so, after I picked Mark Andrews, Christian Watson came off the board, Breach. followed by Lamar Jackson, Travis Etienne, uh, George Kittle, Aaron Jones, Jameer Gibbs, and TJ Hawkinson rounded out uh, round four. I do agree Christian Watson was a, a, a reach, um, especially with all the uh, Romeo Dobbs stuff that's happening. Um, I really I really wanted gosh. Travis Etienne right here. And I thought he would maybe fall to me, um, and he didn't. So I did end up having to grab a running back. I went with Jameer Gibbs. Um, I'm not thrilled by this because I do know that David Montgomery is going to eat a lot into this, and we are standard scoring. So all of those catches are going to be for nothing uh, unless he actually proves to be very good, which is all point signing to. Um, and maybe David Johnson misses, or David Johnson, David Montgomery misses a couple games, but they are going to run the ball. They have a good offense or are supposed to be. Um, so it is kind of taking a riskier choice on a running back and a rookie nonetheless, but I'll do it. Got to risk it for the biscuit and, you whatever, do risk it for the and biscuit. whatnot. So I'll take a chance on Jameer. I ended up grabbing a couple, you know, veteran, whatever running backs later, and we're going to see how it turns out. But I feel good with it. Feel great. I like the Gibbs pick. I mean, I don't, I don't mind it. Did the job. Don't did, mind it at all. Did the job. All right, let's go to picks number five. Round right. five. In round five. I'm just gonna, it's hard to look. At yeah, so you just pop over again. there even. All right, so coming in at round five, uh, Devontae Smith went to Stevie. We had Joe Burrow going to AJ. DJ Moore taking third by Patrick. Brees Hall finally comes off the board in round five uh, at pick four. What is this? Forty-five of round five, the Allen Parson project. I don't, I don't know. It's so That's Benry. That's Benry. That's Benry. I don't. Yeah, he's. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so T Higgins came off. Uh, then we got Kenneth Walker, Alexander Madison. Two picks after that. Uh, I that was where I got sniped. I wanted Madison yeah. so bad right there, and then I had to go with my secondary, which ended up being Rashad White. Great also, pick. shout out Fab Fabletics. Awesome shorts. <laughs> um, Ramondre Stevenson coming in at the ninth, and then to. Finally, round out, round five, this was the pick where I was like, oh, this is the Jared one. Sniping the information with James Cook. Jared, oh, tell yeah. us what was going through your head when you took Buffalo Bills leading rusher. Uh, well, I I got my two wide receivers in the round before, Ridley and Cooper. I was yep. happy with both those guys in the third round, coming back into the fourth. Going to this round, it's, it's kind of a – this is where – in my personal opinion, this is where your strategy comes into play for these middle rounds, right? My strategy was I'm going to get two really great running backs. I'm going to get two good wide receivers. And now I'm going to fill up my bench with some workhorses. And that's exactly why I want James Cook 
and Isaiah Pacheco back to back because I knew those guys would not be there on the round back because everyone else was hurting for for running backs because everyone else took a lot of wide receivers, tight ends, and QBs. So when I have that, I can also propose a trade. But more importantly, I have a workhorse running back in case Saquon gets injured. And for a flex. That's true. I suppose you can, you can absolutely pay, uh, play three. I thought the uh, the Isaiah Pacheco, wow, excuse me, uh, was a little bit of a mystery to me. I thought you reached for him. I did really like the James Cook pick. I thought he would maybe start to slip back, but I figured there wasn't a chance with Nick in between us either. Um, I mean, bold strategy. Running backs are a great thing to have, and you have I, a lot. I loved the Pacheco pick because, um, like, when you took James Cook, I was like, I was really hoping to take him on the turnaround. Yeah. And then once you took him, I was like, that's okay. I'll just take Pacheco. Oh, so a little blocker like, pick. Oh, I'm like, of course that's how that goes. Yeah. Um, I like it. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not expecting 1,000 yards from Pacheco or any Chiefs running back, but still playing on the best offense in the league. And you cannot – you really can't put a price on well, that. Well, and guy. if he if he turns into a workhorse like he did the last six games of last year, um, I think he finished running back 11 or 12 out of the last six games last year. I like it when running backs finish a year really strong. That's why I was kind of liking Cam Akers coming into the season um, because he did so well for you at the end. But, yeah, you're right, Nick. You want to take good players on good teams. If Pacheco becomes the workhorse, he might be the steal of the draft. Yeah, and he uh, should no be. No yeah, doubt. he absolutely should be. Um, so well, finishing out round six, Justin Herbert was taken right after Pacheco. Then I came in with Justin Fields. That's where I was stoked and why I think it's not worth taking a quarterback in the third round. Sure. Because Justin Fields ended up being one of the better quarterbacks last year. Not in real life, but in fantasy football. QB absolutely. Six. So if QB I get him six. in the sixth round, I, I at this point had solidified my running backs and wide receivers, at least in my mind, prior to Jonathan Taylor. Um, so I thought Justin Fields was a great value there. Uh, and I was thinking about taking Alvin Kamara, uh, cause it's like, what a three game suspension. Yep. Just three. Yeah. I mean, like if you can get past that first three weeks and maybe go one and two, two and one, hopefully that's a heck of a player to add to your squad there, especially with Derek Carr over there. I don't think that's going to be a bad offense. Uh, Mike Evans came right after Kamara. And then we had DeAndre Hopkins as a sixth pick of the sixth round. Mike Williams following him. Darren Waller coming in at the eighth pick. Brandon Ayuk at the ninth pick to AJ. And then Stevie closed that up with Terry McLaurin. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on that round? I really wanted Darren Waller. I did. Too. You had the choice. You passed no. on him. No, I thought he was going to fall back to me. 20 picks later? Yeah. That's crazy, honestly. I was so looking forward to getting Darren Waller. I already have him on this list as far as people I'm really excited about week one. Um, but, yeah, I got sniped one pick ahead of me. So I went to uh, basically one of my go-to guys. I would say he's my guy this year, and it's Brandon Ayuk. I was so purposeful to never bring him up because that's my guy. I think he's going to have a monster season. He's going to be the guy coming out of San Francisco this year. Um, he's looked amazing in camp. Brock Purdy loves him. I was stoked, but I would have rather had Darren Waller and then taken Brandon Ayuk on that turn. Dang it, Pat. So that's that's round six. At the well, Let's just kind of highlight th- some things for the rest of the draft. Cool. <clears throat> um, so coming in at seven, I took Sanders off Carolina. I thought that was nice. And then my following pick, round eight, I took DeAndre Swift, who I actually really do believe is going to have an awesome year. I think that's low-key going to be the steal of the draft. Um, I mean, I, I totally see – Eight to ten touchdowns and one to twelve hundred yards with him. I, I I don't know. He's got I, the I talent. He plays on an awesome team. I he does. I don't see any other running back on there being better than him. I I just don't. 
I my biggest worry again is going to be the Rashad Penny being the Jamal Williams, and like don't get me wrong, DeAndre Swift still had you know fantasy prowess, but if that happens, Rashad Penny is that guy on top of Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott. I'm not saying I don't like DeAndre Swift for fantasy purposes. I'm just saying I don't like the way that the Eagles might use him. That's what gives me my biggest concern is the Eagles are basically the Patriots of the past you know, 10 years, right? I just don't trust one. I think if Swift is in RB1 by week one, he will be RB1 by week three. I would love for that to happen. I think he's an absolute beast. And I would I would love for that to take place. How many yards did Miles Sanders get last year? Uh, a thousand? Yeah, 1,400. Did he? 40, yeah, it was a ton. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, I know. That's why, like, when I took Miles Sanders, everyone looked at me like, oh, no, of course Nick's taking Miles Sanders. I didn't I think it was like a bad Miles pick. Sanders, but it's like, he's like, he did awesome last year. And honestly, Sanders has always done awesome. It's not my fault that Nick Sirianni didn't give him a touchdown one year. You know, that that's the co- that's coaching that. yeah. problem, right? That's not a player problem. Hey, we were still okay. We still made the playoffs. Yeah, no, year. the team did fine, but yeah. did Miles Sanders a disservice. But I get it. He should be a three-down back where they have Chuba Hubbard behind him, so mm-hmm. he should get a ton of carries behind a terrible offensive line and a rookie quarterback. But it means he's going to get a ton of usage and probably some checkdowns, which is always good if you're in a PPR, half-point PPR. Yeah, no, I think Sanders will finish in the top 20 running backs. Yeah, I think it'll work. Um, I'm going to just note a couple of mine. I don't remember where I actually grabbed them, uh, but I've gotten some hate on one of them. One of them is Javante Williams, who I've actually been pretty high on this year coming back from the ACL, has played in some preseason games. Sean Payton can't make them any worse, uh, so hopefully he can prove to be something, in which case I would have gotten an RB1 or an RB2, and then I grabbed James Conner as well. Yes, the Cardinals are going to suck, but what do we preach on the 4th and 3 podcast? Volume. And without a quarterback and anything else, that dude should get 300 carries, 100 catches, and probably be hurt by week 6 at that point because he's just going to get that many touches. James Conner is a... He'll get you 20 touches, but he's going for 59 yards. And a touchdown. And zero and zero receptions. That's fine, because he's going to have one That's rush for points. one yard and one touchdown. I'll take six points. I'm fine. I would not it's be starting. at the end of the day. Yeah, pretty much. Like I said, I need, I need to ride him until Jameer Gibbs is a better focal point of the Lions offense. That was kind of like my thought with get it. Get a veteran presence for the locker room. Exactly. I just need a couple weeks, get him up to pace, and then I make that little swap. I think it's good me thinking ahead i'm a gm over here my fantasy jared any team. last tidbits any players that surprised um, you at th- the end i think i went i think i got goddard late as we yeah. talked about in the other podcast right it's the year for the tight end to get him late so i was like i knew i could get a tight end late yes um, okay i do remember that and yeah. i thought that was incredibly good value yeah so i was in like fact, okay, cool. i was like a little disappointed when i had mark andrews in like the third or fourth and i thought gosh i gotta got goddard in the eighth or ninth yeah. i know there's not I mean, there's the potential, I think, for Mark Andrews is probably a little bit higher. Of course. Uh, but also, it's very possible that they finish right at the same spot. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it's like after after your uh, Kelsey and maybe Mark Andrews, it kind of falls off a cliff there. It does there. fall off. So it's yeah. like, you know, we talked about it. If you guys were listening to the other podcast, you would have got that information, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I went QBQB back-to-back, too, though, uh, which was – Pretty funny on my part. I think I got Dak and I got Tua back to back picks. I snuck uh, you did a lot Aaron Rodgers as a backup just you in did. case Fields doesn't work out. I thought about doing that, but I didn't want to have two stacks in Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson and Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. 
Oh, I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was nervous about that, so I didn't do it. Uh, my last highlight, who I'm pretty excited about, is actually Jahan Dotson. Um, got him really, really late. So, yes, my wide receivers are stacked. Jamar Chase, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Brandon Ayuk, and rounded out Jahan Dotson. Terry McCorn is dealing with an injury. Um, and all that dude did was score touchdowns last year. Sam Howell has looked good, as we've seen the last preseason game. Pretty excited to see how that works out. And they're playing in a pretty good division that they're going to have to throw the ball. Jahan Dotson, got him late. Probably my most excited pick of the draft. Uh, all right, we're at basically where I want to be for us to get out of here. So uh, any last thoughts? No. If you haven't drafted, good luck. If you need tips with lineup stuff. Yep, good luck this weekend. I'll be here. Um, yeah, this is Nick, your 2023-2024 Cloud Proud Fantasy Football Champion. Signing off. AJ, only back-to-back champ ever in our league. Peace. Jared, the most recent champion in our league. See you not later. Not true anymore. Peace. You are not Steven. In this room I am.